Welcome back everyone to just one more opinion. My name is Charlie and I've always been a gamer. More so in the last few years, even more so in this last year. So now I want to share with you my top 10 favorite video games of all time from the worst to the best. So let's get started. Before I begin, my friends, just to let you know that I'm not using the recording space that I usually use, uh, so the audio might be a bit different. Hopefully, you can still hear me fine. So, yeah, let's begin. But how to start, really? Uh, well, some background. First, I guess, I was always that kid who spent too much time at home playing video games rather than playing outside with friends or doing something more productive or proactive. And even though now I would have preferred to have had a more uh, balanced, diverse childhood in that regard, I have loved the feeling of being truly immersed in these other universes, intangible to my body, but very concrete in my mind and sight. I loved meeting new sets of characters, exploring different situations, locations, even cultures and ideals that were alien to me up until that moment that I picked up the controller and dove right into every new video game. And in terms of consoles, I have had a PS2, a PS3 and a PS4. I'm really more of a PlayStation guy, never even considering an Xbox console, sorry to their fans if any are listening, I was just more interested in Sony's property and most recent projects. I've also had a Nintendo DS where I spent lots of time catching Pokemon and jumping over pipes and turtles, and a Wii uh, where I, my brother and my family enjoyed a little Wii sports action from time to time and dabbed, uh, dabbled in other games as well. Although since then I gave that console to my cousin for him to enjoy and I haven't really used it for a long time. But nevertheless, all these platforms have made me smile and left me in complete awe with their graphical achievements, exciting action-adventure stories and collection of fleshed out fun and frightful characters. So for this list I looked at overall quality and how time has made me feel about each game. You, if you have been paying attention to my other top 10 lists, you, I'm a pretty nostalgic guy. <laughs> so some of the entries on this list won't rely that much on how good that game is, but how sentimental it gets me. So keep that in mind and also know that I haven't played every great video game out there, so some obvious ones might not be here, uh, plus I am keeping it at one game per franchise, so just so you know. Uh, and yeah, with that said, let's begin. At number 10, New Super Mario Bros, a 2006 Nintendo game that I poured hours and hours into, as well as my younger brother as well uh, did too. We both played the hell out of it. Uh, 
In fact, even though I played more Pokemon games on Nintendo, I'm pretty sure this Mario game was the game I played the most. I think we 100% it. I'm not sure now because I was a kid and that perfectionist side of me only kicked in a few years ago. But I just know that after school, I would turn on that Nintendo DS, I would start the game and I would play for at least two hours with my brother as we explored the different regions of the main story and experimented with those fun mini games. And yeah, this is one of the few games that just scream nostalgia for me when I think about my childhood years. And it's not higher because in terms of quality, others have done better, but it still holds a very special place in my heart. At number nine, Ghost of Tsushima, which was released last year in July, and it tells the tale of Jin Sakai, a samurai dealing with the definition of honor and what that truly means when you've experienced absolute tragedy and betrayal. While the story itself is not groundbreaking, the combat really is. Hands down, it's the game where I prefer melee combat over stealth almost every time. Even though I have both options and 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 the ah, and the fighting technique with the katana is just beautifully crafted. The animations are sublime and the blows are intensely ravishing and deep. And I am considering starting the new game plus of Ghost of Tsushima only for the combat, really. Um, because it's, honestly, it's so good. It's so good. But the, the graphics, the scenery and the artwork is also breathtaking of the utmost quality and perfection. Uh, and it's also the only game that made me want to use photo mode because some shots, guys, some shots just had to be immortalized in a picture and the options we had for this mode were advanced enough to make it more exciting and fun. I highly recommend that you play this game because it's just a sight and a slash to see. At number eight, Spider-Man Friend or Foe from 2007. Yet another childhood memory in the form of a game, this time a PS2 Activision Spidey game that allowed for a two-player action-adventure, which I obviously used alongside my brother, as we explored each new landscape and were introduced to each new hero and villain that joined our team. And I, I just cannot express how much love I have for this game. It was the first Spider-Man game I've played, uh, but it wouldn't be the last. And it's probably my favorite PS2 game of all time. And it deserves that title with all that it has given me and my little bro when we were just kids having fun and swinging across this Marvel Universe. At number seven, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, 
This 2013 AC installment is but one in the 12 main games I've played inside this awesome gaming franchise, but in my humble opinion, it's the best of all. I've done a video, I've done a, an episode on it. Uh, you can check it out um, in my podcast. And it is my, yeah, it is my favorite without a question. It's one of the few games that made me cry at some point in the story. This one having its absolute tear-jerking moment right at the finale when you've reached the end of Edward Kenway's journey as a simple pirate uh, because he has become more and he is now left with less but there is hope in the horizon as a new exciting life approaches the Assassin's Creed franchise is fantastic at delivering great story in breathtaking locations and interesting time periods and Black Flag's exploration of the golden age of pirates as we visit Nassau, Havana and Kingston amongst many other smaller islands is truly a magnificent, meaningful excursion and one of my absolute faves. At number 6 Horizon Zero Dawn, this 2017 Guerrilla Games spectacle of a story will get its very awaited for sequel this year, hopefully during the summer. But back in 17, it was already getting fans wild worldwide with its unique world story and world story. Uh, what Guerrilla created was so profound, so specific and familiar with its themes tapping into real-world upcoming tragedies, if we don't do something about it now. Uh, so I had to have uh, Horizon in the list, and maybe Forbidden West, the second game, will take its place, as they are to expand their roster of deadly machines, as well as the locations we can travel through. And yes, the savage lands of Horizon and the threatening presence of robotic creatures made for a very intriguing game to discover and immerse ourselves into. In a couple of months time I will do a retrospective video into Zero Dawn as we prepare for its sequel so I'll talk more about it then. At number 5 Batman Arkham Knight the last Rocksteady Arkham main console game released in 2015 and it follows the events of Arkham City, which many consider to be the best game in the franchise. I do too, but I still prefer playing this one. Even though story-wise, yes, City is freaking fantastic and genre-bending. Uh, however, uh, before um, Arkham uh, Knight and after 2011 uh, Arkham City, we had Arkham Origins which took us back into the first years of Batman as Gotham's protector and under-delivered on the legacy of City, unfortunately, as well as the original Batman Arkham Asylum that was also pretty good. And the reason why I love this game, Arkham Knight, so much is because I remember waiting months and months for it to be released, getting it on that first day 
and basically forcing my parents and brother to watch me play that first hour. Um, yeah, I was a weird kid. Still am. Um, and I still think that in terms of graphics, it has aged pretty damn well. It's unbelievable how good it still looks almost six years after its release. Um, Gotham Knights is an upcoming game that will focus heavily on multiplayer gameplay. It might follow in part the events of Arkham Knight or not. I, I don't know. The trailer was pretty weird and I'm not sure about the direction they are, they are going for. So not only will I do another retrospective video on the Arkham franchise so far uh, in preparation for that uh, Batman game, but also I will release an episode in which I'll tell you what I would have done with this franchise going forward. I'm really excited to share that with you. I don't know when I'll do it, so keep your eyes and ears peeled for that episode when it comes. But like I said, Arkham Knight was really one of my favorite games of the PS4, one of my first games on the PS4. And I've played it so many times, probably the game that I replayed the most. So it deserves a place on this list. At number four, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. The last adventure of one Nathan Drake and the first PS4 Uncharted game released in 2016 and getting high praise from both fans and critics. And I gotta be honest, I, I wasn't a fan, I wasn't a player of the franchise until the beginning of 2016, but this fourth game was coming, so I thought, you know what, the Nathan Drake PS4 collection is cheap, so I'll just play the first three games as quickly as I can in, pre in preparation for Thief's End. And just like the millions of fans of Uncharted, I fell in love with Nate, Sully, Elena, the world of Uncharted. So when it was time to explore this final installment to say goodbye to the Drake saga, I was ready. And yet, I wasn't. Uncharted 4 was a roller coaster from beginning to end. It kept you hooked to your dual shock with every new sequence and the revamped controls and gameplay mechanics just freshened it up enough to make it to make even that part of the game stand out. In terms of story, what an emotional send-off to Nathan Drake, what a finale, what a journey since 2007's Uncharted Drake's Fortune and since then, the, um, since 2016, we have had The Lost Legacy, uh, which is like a shorter video game inside the series that was released in 2017, yeah. But no plans for an, an Uncharted 5 full game have been announced, but I have my theories and I'll, I'll divulge those really soon. Guys, I have lots of hope for these awesome franchises, okay? Um, so bear with me. So yes, Uncharted 4 is one of the very f best PS4 games and everyone should have a go at it and enjoy the awesomeness that this spectacular franchise had to give and expect an episode on it very soon. 
before I reveal my top three favorite games, here are some honorable mentions. Red Dead Redemption 2 puts you inside the body and life of Arthur Morgan, a western outlaw and member of the Van Der Linde gang. And in Red Dead Redemption 2, you actually live the western life as you roam through uh, southern, western and midwestern United States and enjoy everything the world has to offer, as well as endure everything it has lurking around each swamp, woods and criminal infested towns. You can play poker and rob banks, you can fish with your fellow gang members as well as strike trains with them, you can hunt down predatory animals and predatory men and women. There is so much to do in Red Dead 2, sometimes too much, but the immersion you feel is always present throughout the entire experience. So if you can, get yourself this game, sit back, play a couple of games of blackjack, and then go out there and be the outlaw you know you can be. Another worthy mention is 2019's Death Stranding, a very artistic nuanced game from Hideo Kojima that you can either love or hate based on your appreciation for what Kojima Productions have created and your power uh, for patience. This is a very controversial game, yes, and I am neither a huge fan of it but or a huge hater of it. I think the themes it explored were really complex, surprising, and well-crafted, but I agree that sometimes the gameplay felt too repetitive and the story can be considered a bit of a slow burn, but the mechanics it introduced, for example with the, the weight factor implemented into your character's mobility and the, the existence of these nefarious, mysterious, invisible entities around the world of Death Stranding, made for a very appealing interesting and even scary gaming experience that I totally recommend to those people that enjoy games that make you think, that make you question the truth and the actions of others. So think of, think of Death Stranding as an indie movie. Most people might skip it or not understand it, but some will fall in love with what it did and I, I hope you will too. And my final Honorable mention is 2019's Days Gone, released in June of that year, I believe. And I think it's June because it was in that month that I got my tonsils out and I had a small respiratory nasal or operation as well at the same time. So those few weeks of recovery were spent by playing as Deacon St. John in the devastating post-apocalyptic Oregon, where freakers, kind of these zombie creatures, roam the lands and attack the innocent inhabitants of that poor town, which is just a small, small representation of the zombie-esque worldwide invasions. But to call, to call Days Gone a zombie game would be to undermine its story, a story about love and purpose, about humanity and its flaws. Yes, clearing, clearing out Hordes of hundreds of freakers is abundantly amazing and forever frightening, but getting to know Deacon, his friends, and his personality is really 
what drives this game story forward and what appealed to me in the first place. Moving on at number 3, Spider-Man PS4 from Insomniac Games, released in 2018. Every Marvel and Spidey fan had been waiting so long for a game of this magnitude, this magnificence and undeniable quality. Marvel's Spider-Man has perfected the web-slinger's web-slinging, explored Parker's rogues gallery and character dynamics to almost perfection and it delivered a truly heartbreaking original story with this familiar and loved hero. Even though a sequel is in the works, a few months ago we already zipped straight back to New York City as we played as Miles Morales in Spider-Man Miles Morales, a shorter game but a great experience as the second Spidey and brilliant on its own. But that original game, that beautiful, spectacular, amazing game, opened the doors for so much more in this gaming Marvel universe. And I cannot wait for an official announcement and date. And maybe you <laughs> can expect a theory episode as well from yours truly regarding the sequel because I have some thoughts on it, obviously. At number 2, God of War, the 2018 PS4 exclusive from Santa Monica Studio that has wowed fans and critics alike by its total reinvention of the franchise. Speaking truthfully, up until this game I had not really played any of the other games on the PS3 and only after I finished the story I went back to, uh, to God of War uh, 3 remastered because it was free for PS Plus members that one month but I do know the story of these titles quite well I wasn't completely oblivious to, to, to it when I picked up God of War PS4 uh, just so you know uh, and anyway I, what I want to say is that playing now with the Norse mythology lore and playing as a more mature older and wiser Kratos was incredible. The graphics on this game are some of the best that I have seen and most detailed really in the whole industry and the story oh, the story is bloody fantastic. The gameplay mechanics are hard to grasp at first but when you get a hold of it it becomes quite fun whilst not losing that challenging aspect of it. Uh, and I have to say just like my older cousin does getting that platinum trophy for God of War is one of my proudest achievements as a lifelong gamer but at number one I have chosen a very very controversial game and if some of you gaming lovers were waiting for one of these games to show up and hearing that my pick is quite divisive, then you already know that I chose the sequel to the greatest considered game of this generation. I have selected The Last of Us Part 2. Yes, 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 I know. This may seem like a crime to some. <laughs> Understand that if I decided to have more than one game per franchise on this list, 
The Last of Us Part 1 would be on it too. But I still prefer the sequel. And I'm going to explain why. And this will, sh this will shock you. I only played The Last of Us Remastered last February on the 12th of February 2020 to be exact. So almost a year ago. And I finished it the very next day. And I haven't replayed it since. And those were two days that I had nothing to do. Um, and I had it on my PlayStation, PlayStation library because it was free at some point in time. I don't know. And I thought, let's just do it. Because the sequel is coming and this game is so highly praised by every single individual on this planet. I just need to do it. So why did I wait this long <laughs> if I'm a so-called gaming geek? Well, I have to be honest. Up until that point, I thought it was just another zombie game. Nothing too exciting to it, and I'm not really a fan of zombie content. Never even wanted to watch The Walking Dead. Just, yeah, zombies are not my favorite uh, characters in the monster collection. And so, I kept postponing playing this game, and <laughs> what, a f what a freaking idiot I was, right? The Last of Us is so much more than a zombie game and I mean so much more it's about humanity and relationships and what we do for the ones we love and what we believe in it deals with sacrifice loss grief and choice and the same applies to the sequel and I just preferred what they did with it how perspective played a huge role in our own relationship with the game and the characters how they explain some actions, some scenes, some decisions and how parallel some stories inside this universe are and what that means for us. What our interpretations say about us as people, as humans, um, I just thought they did a great job. And yeah, humanity is the single most important aspect of this game, both the games really, and all the hate that Naughty Dog and some actors received because of this game's story is ridiculous to me and I felt completely repulsed at some reactions people just need to be open to change and accept that Naughty Dog took a major risk to tell a complex um, multi-layered new story and didn't just make a copy of the original nor did they desire to simply satisfy their fandom I love it when gaming studios are brave and true to their ideals and themselves, and I love that these games exist, games that make you think, question yourself, your perspective and your, and your attitude towards other people and alien situations. Whatever your reaction was to this game, let me tell you that The Last of Us Part Two was almost pure perfection for me. The gameplay was so good, it was interesting and complex, innovative and fun, and the graphics are really, really impressive. Some of the best in the industry. And for, for these reasons, for this story, and for a bunch else, The Last of Us Part Two is my favorite video game of all time. And that is all for today, guys. What are your favorite video games? 
send me an email or a message through Instagram or Twitter because I'd love to know. Gaming is a big part of my life. I'm completely immersed in and bewildered by the stories the this these gaming platforms can offer. So expect more gaming videos soon, I promise. And with that said, this has been just one more opinion. I've been Charlie and you have been awesome. Take care and goodbye.